Well, what is a blessing? Perhaps you've heard your mom and dad call you a blessing. Oh, you're such a blessing to me, they might say. Well, basically means God's favor. God's favor and his protection. So when they say that to you, they're saying, oh, you're a sign that God had favor on me. God God was good to me when he gave me you. You might also hear the phrase, count your blessings. It means we're supposed to look around us and see all of the ways that God has been good to us, all of the ways that God has showed us his favor and his protection in our lives. Another time you hear a blessing is if you go to church, your pastor probably gives a benediction at the end of the service. They might have you stand up to receive the benediction. And benediction is just a fancy word for blessing. Your pastor is asking for God's favor and protection on you as you go out of the church service. When well, I'm reading today, Jacob is going to bless his children. And his blessings go a little bit beyond just asking for God's favor and protection on his children. Jacob's blessings to his children were actually prophetic. They really told things that were going to happen in the future of his children. I'm so glad that you joined me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. chapter we read in the book of Genesis, Jacob, also known as Israel, is getting close to the end of his life. He's 147 years old. He's a very old man. And it's time for him to say goodbye to his children because he is going to die. He started off with Joseph's two children. So his his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and he blessed them and kind of included them in with his own children. He said, Ephraim and Manasseh are mine, just like Simeon and Levi are mine. So Ephraim and Manasseh got blessings as well, even though they weren't Jacob's children, they're his grandsons. Well, in our chapter today, Jacob, also known as Israel, is going to continue on and he's going to bless his 12 sons. And these blessings were prophetic, meaning they tell something about what's going to happen in the future. And they use very poetic language, a lot of metaphors. So they'll say things like, Judah is a lion's cub. Well, a metaphor, Judah isn't actually a lion's cub, but it means he's like a lion's cub in some way. So he uses a lot of animals as metaphors and um, kind of symbolic language. But there's a few things I think we can understand before we start that will help us understand what these blessings are all about. So first of all, we're going to start with Reuben. And back in chapter 35, Reuben had inappropriate uh, relationship with Bilhah. Bilhah was one of Jacob's concubines. So it's kind of like it wasn't his mom, but it was one of the women that Jacob had. And so this was very inappropriate. And it meant that Reuben, even though he was the firstborn, would not be superior over his brothers in the future. The word used in our text is preeminence, which means like superior, being in the first place. And Reuben lost that because of what he did with his father's concubine. Then we're going to go on to Simeon and Levi. And if you remember back to chapter 34, when their sister Dinah was taken and harmed by Shechem, they had vengeance and they killed this whole city of people. Um, they were very, very violent and it was pretty extreme 
um, in reaction to what had happened to, to Dinah. And it doesn't mean that what happened to Dinah was okay, but vengeance belongs to the Lord, not to Simeon and Levi. And so there's consequences for them too. Two other blessings I want to talk about before we read. Judah, if you remember back, we had that little story with Judah, Judah and Tamar. And um, we talked about how Jesus is a descendant of Judah and Tamar. So from their children's 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 children's, children's Jesus comes. Um, David, King David, is also in Judah's line. And so I think that's important to keep in mind as you hear the blessing that is given to Judah. When they're going to talk about a scepter and a ruler's staff, think King David, think King Jesus. And then the last one is Joseph. And he's going to talk about Joseph being a fruitful bough. That means he's going to have lots of descendants. Fruitfulness in the Bible often refers to like having a lot of children or a lot of grandchildren come after you. All right, let's dive in. We're reading in Genesis chapter 49 today. Then Judah called his sons and said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the firstfruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O oh, my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, and as a lioness, who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the shore of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant at forced labor. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backward. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Raiders shall raid Gad, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich and he shall yield royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe let loose that bears beautiful fawns Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches run over the wall, 
The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely, yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father, who will help you, by the Almighty, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of my parents, up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph and on the brow of him who set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning devouring the prey, and at evening dividing the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field at Machpelah to the east of Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Well, what does this mean? Why should we care about these blessings that were given to Jacob's 12 children? Well, for one thing, they help us understand that the Bible is is made up of 66 individual books, but it's one whole story. There's things that are going to happen later on in the Bible that show that these prophecies came true later on. There's no way that the Bible could have just been written by a human being's imagination. This book was inspired by God. These prophecies, that these blessings that Jacob gave his children were inspired by God because Jacob didn't know the future. Only God knows the future. And so I think it can help us understand God is sovereign and he is the author of this story. And we see that whenever we see prophecies that later come true. And they did come true. Like Simeon and Levi, it says that they would be divided in Jacob and scattered in Israel. And they were. The tribe of Simeon all but disappeared. Levi, um, the priestly line comes from Levi, and they were divided up. They didn't have their own land. They, they were like all throughout the land of Israel. So these things come true. And Judah, the scepter does not depart. Kings come from Judah's line. All through the Bible, we talk about the Lion of Judah. And who is the great Lion of Judah? It's King Jesus. And there's so many things in that blessing. We hear references to a donkey's colt. Remember who, what Jesus rode on into the city of Jerusalem in his triumphal entry? He rode in on a donkey. There's references to wine and blood. And those things make us think about Jesus to come. There's even verses like this. It says, the ruler... The scepter will not depart from Judah, the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Every knee will one day bow before Jesus. The obedience of all the peoples will come to this descendant of Judah. 
So as we read the Bible, as you read about things that are happening to different tribes in Israel, think back to these blessings of Jacob. At the very end of our chapter, we have Jacob's um, death. So he, he ends it all with giving some directions about where he wants to be buried. And he wants to be brought back to the land of Canaan to be buried in the same place where Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebekah, and Leah were buried in that field that Abraham bought long, long ago. So what does that tell you? Jacob has faith. He believes. He knows that one day his children will leave Egypt and they will go back to the land of Canaan as God had promised. God, who makes promises, is always faithful to keep his word. Well, last week, we memorized James chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. It said, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. This week, we're going to memorize the next three verses. They say, Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. We can memorize this and we can also make a practice of it. When you say, tomorrow I'm going to go over to a friend's house to play. You can say, if the Lord wills, tomorrow I will go to my friend's house and play. Because really, we do not know what will happen tomorrow. Only the Lord knows, and he is in control. And so that little phrase, if the Lord wills, kind of acknowledges that God is the one who is in control, and he is the one who will decide what will happen. I'm so glad that you joined me today in studying the Bible, reading the Bible, and memorizing the Bible together. We'll see you next time.